Let me tell you about American financing. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> it's such a weird question now, isn't it? He's like, I don't know. Um, vaccination prison. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cambodia. I, I'm not sure where I find myself in five years. But uh, hopefully you will be better off with your finances than you are now. Right now is the time to go to American financing. In the next 20 minutes, you're going to understand again even more why I say, hey, you should uh, refi right now. You you should get a loan right now. Uh, You won't believe what's going on in Washington. I was on the phone with senators last night and they were like, wait, 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 what? Uh, I, uh, we had some important news to share with you. American financing does not work for the banks. They work for you. Get the lowest rate you can possibly get low, uh, uh, lock it in, do a refi. If you have to, uh, do a consolidation loan. If you can, it's American financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, Americanfinancing.net. Okay. Stu is gone for the day. So Pat Gray is in with us today. Yay. And, uh, yay! And he's always he's always no. great. He always smells like cookies. Cookies now, Kexi cookies. Uh, <laughs> always smells like that. And I only mm-hmm. say Kexi.com just because maybe I get free cookies out of it. It's possible. There is a lot to cover today. The uh, latest from Merrick Garland. That guy should go away. Oh, and I'm going to start with a Washington Post editorial. And if you only read the Washington Post, you might think, oh my gosh, these Republicans are crazy. But good for you. I don't only read the Washington Post. Something was brought to my attention a couple of days ago after the show. I was gone yesterday. Uh, It is now broken in the news. I was on the phone last night with senators talking about something that, honestly, they could not believe when they first heard it and then started doing homework and texted back going, oh, my dear, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to share that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So what do the First and Second Amendments, veterans and first responders, and the sanctity of life all have in common? Well, two things. They're all under attack by the left, uh, and they're all things that we hold dear. Oh, and there's a third thing. They're all things that Patriot Mobile helps out every single day by fighting for and donating a portion of your bill when they switch when you switch over to their service. It's 2021. Get out of the major mobile companies. If you still are with a major mobile company, why are you doing this? They are with all of the things that are going on. You know these massive corporations are selling you out. This is one of those occasions where you do have a choice, and we all have to stand together. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative Christian mobile carrier in the country. They are on exactly the same cell towers as everybody else, so you get the same great service, and it's half the cost. Most importantly, you are sending a message that I'm not going to pay for your service anymore and have you work against everything that I hold dear. 
Switch now. Please do it now. We, there is strength in numbers and we have to start. Here's a parallel economy. I've been saying for the last few days, we need to start building a parallel economy. That means we have to have some place to go that is is uh, still working when they tell us we can't do things anymore. Patriot Mobile is part of that. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, I want to start with the opinion piece from the Washington Post today. All right? Uh, Saul Almorova. Do you know who she is? Pat, do you know who she is? Uh, She is the nominee to be the head of the office of the comptroller of the currency. And she's essentially a communist. Okay. Do you know why? What do you know about her? Uh, She wants the Fed... She wants banking to be completely different. She okay. wants deposits uh, to be with the Fed, uh, I believe, and she wants virtually everything to come from the Fed. Okay, so you are well informed mm-hmm. on this, um, much more so than most people. Most people will say she wrote a paper about Karl Marx in school because she was uh, educated mm-hmm. in uh, the Soviet Union, and she won't turn it over in Republicans. That's what most people know about her. Yeah. She is now this is this is from the Washington Post. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read highlights. The Cornell University law professor is a well-respected scholar in the financial system with both government and private sector experience, including a stint in the Treasury Department during the George Bush administration. What a surprise. She is, moreover, a woman of color and an immigrant born in what was then the Soviet Union and is now Kazakhstan. Boy, you remember when the press and the Washington Post said that about Melania Trump? And they were like, hey, let's not be mean to her. Uh, She's an immigrant. But instead of attracting bipartisan support to oversee regulation of the nation's largest banks, Amarova is mired in nasty controversies over her education in the Soviet Union and her most innovative ideas on how to reform banking. Her progressive supporters believe, with justification, these tempests are ginned up to disguise the financial sector's real objection, her tough approach to banking regulation. Okay. So they go on and on and on and on and on about how critical these Republicans are and how wrong this really is. I want to give you a couple of things. Uh, And I'm going to give you quotes from her. Now, they will say, well, that's when she was just a professor. Well, yeah. But let me ask you something. If you had a professor who was saying, you know what, January 6th was justified, and I think they should have gone further. I think they should have gone and burned the entire place down to the ground. Now, this is just an educational exercise. Do you think anyone would seriously believe that? I wouldn't even believe that the professor was saying that that was just an exercise. These guys are not engaged in critical thinking, all right? Critical thinking, if critical thinking was alive and you were in an you were in economics class, I could understand if somebody says, what about abolishing the Fed? What about abolishing all of the banks? And it was critical thinking where you would have to argue for and against. That's not what's happening here. These people shut everyone down who is against them. 
They are teaching what they actually believe. And this is what she actually believes. The Federal Reserve should be the monopoly provider of retail and commercial deposits. The Fed should perform national credit allocation. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York should intervene in investment markets whenever it thinks prices are too high or too low, shorting or buying a wide range of investments accordingly. So the, the Federal Reserve, a shadow bank, we know who they are because there's only like five banks left and we know that the five, there are five banks in the Fed that make up the Federal Treasury or the, uh, the uh, Federal Reserve. So we can guess who they are. They're now saying she's now saying that we should just drop the front and those banks just become one big bank. Okay, too big to fail. One big bank and it's under the Federal Reserve. However, this would be able to perform credit allocation. So it would be able when it sees the stock market going up, they can short certain stocks to make the stock market go down. They can buy certain stocks to make it go up. So the free market is completely dead. If they started to see that solar panel companies were going down in stocks, in stock prices, they would, of course, rush in to fix that because they believe that solar panels uh, need to be done. So the free market is dead. However, she also says the government the government should sit on boards of directors of private banks with special powers and disproportionate voting power. The new federal bureaucrats should be set up to regulate financial regulators and carry out national investment policy, national investment policy, and in general, um, uh, watch over the banks. On the liability side of the banking system, quote, I envision the ultimate end state where the central bank accounts fully replace rather than compete with private bank accounts. In her paper, The People's Ledger, How to Democratize uh, democratize Money and Finance on the Economy. On the asset side, quote, she lays out a proposal for restructuring the Fed's investment portfolio and redirecting its credit allocation power, leaving the asset side free to serve as a tool of the economy. The key is, she writes, eliminating private bank depositing, taking function and giving the Fed new asset side, uh, side tools of shaping the economy. In her paper, Too Big to Fail, she says an expansion of the Federal Reserve's so-called open market operations to encompass trading in a wide range of financial assets. If, for example, a particular asset class, such as mortgage-backed securities or technology stocks, rises in market value at rates suggestive of a bubble trend, then the Fed's trading desk would start shorting these securities. Also, a, quote, national investment authority would be charged with development and implementing a comprehensive strategy of national economic development, end quote. In the climate crisis, she says the NIA, quoting, will act directly within markets as a lender, guarantor, market maker, venture capital investor and asset manager. It will use these modalities of finance in uh, in a far more assertive and creative manner. End quote. 
She also says that there needs to be, quote, a public interest council, which would have special status outside the legislative and executive branches. The council would comprise primarily of academic experts, and it would have a broad statutory authority to collect any information it deems necessary from any government agency or private market participant to conduct targeted investigations, end quote. And then she says, we need a new golden share mechanism and the government would hold the golden share. The government special, exclusive and non-transferable corporate government rights in privately owned enterprises. And as a holder of the golden share, the government could have disproportionate voting power with respect to the election of the company's directors and various strategic decisions. This ability to affect directly a private firm's substantive business decisions without holding a controlling economic equity stake. It's particularly promising feature of the golden share. Now, that doesn't seem like something that people should panic about. That doesn't seem too far off the beaten path, does it? Back to the Washington Post. Are we really supposed to believe that the Trump appointee at the Fed is running a long con to bring down the nation's backing, a banking system? Here's a better explanation. Major financial interest and their Republican allies want no part of her because she is a secret communist. Not because of that, but because she is in an informed critic of the current financial system. I don't know anyone who is more knowledgeable about banking law, says a professor at the University of California. I imagine some people aren't going to like it. Now, the uh, the 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 story here on the other side uh, from The Washington Post is that Donald Trump he put somebody in there who who was, quote, a gold bug. And this is not fair play. You put a gold bug in, you put somebody who's not a gold bug. No, a gold bug. A gold bug means you want to return to the gold standard. Now, that has serious ramifications, but at least keeps things stable. And it's part of the system that has been around since the beginning of time with the Bible. That's different. Somebody saying, you know what? We should be more conservative with our money. We should maybe consider going back to the gold standard. That's different than somebody coming in going, you know what? We should scrap all of this and try what they did in the Soviet Union. That's, that's not comparable. We are... We are sitting at the tipping point. There are three things that are right now being voted on. And if they go through, I don't believe there's a way back to the America that we know. And they're all going to happen, I think, before Christmas or not happen. And every single Republican, every single one of them should walk out Walk out if any of these things look like they're passing. They should walk out. They need to let America know where we are. And where we are is trouble because of these three things. And I'll tell you what they are in 60 seconds. 
So let me tell you about Stephen, who wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. Stephen lived in pain with his legs for about 50 years, and it got to the point where it would take him 10 to 15 minutes of struggling just to be able to get out of bed and walk in the morning. That's horrible. One day he heard about Relief Factor on the radio. He decided to give it a try. Stephen wrote in, after two days, I was 50% better. After a week, 80%. Now I walk two to three miles a day. I stopped taking Relief Factor once for three days, and the pain started back. I'm sticking with it. Stephen, that's exactly what I did. I was like, well, maybe it's just that I'm feeling better. It has nothing to do with this magic pill. Uh, yeah. Uh, I stopped taking it, and it came back. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com now, 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, there are three things that you need to know. First, this Treasury nominee, the comptroller of the currency, must not be installed. She must not go through the Senate with their approval. She must not get into that position. Make that very clear to your senators. Two, the the, uh, reconciliation bill. Well, we got it down to $1.9 trillion. Oh, okay, good. This isn't about money. It's not about money. It's about control. Everything in it, everything in it that is not talked about is a piece of a machine that will make this financial nightmare possible of total control. This is just the second half of the modern monetary theory. The first half is you can print as much as you want without ramification. Well, what about inflation? See, modern monetary theory, part two. If you control all of the spending from individuals and you can control the markets and how much each company produces, you can control inflation. Well, That's central planned government in control of everything. That is not America or anything close to it. All of those pieces, the critical ones, are in that infrastructure bill. That bill must not pass. The third thing is this this lie about climate posing an emerging threat to the financial system. It is not. This is yet another red herring. All of these things are now red herrings. When you look at what is uh, what is happening and what uh, the president put into action himself and don't take it from me, take it from the Biden administration. You can go to WhiteHouse.gov and look at what he released last week, last week on a Friday. You should start watching what's happening on Fridays because they're dumping everything out. He put into a system uh, of the Great Reset. It is it is a four step process for ESGs, 
They are now the companies. Banks have already started ranking companies for ESGs. What is your environmental score? What is your social justice score? Uh, what is your governance score? They started doing it as a help for you if you wanted to invest in green companies or companies that thought like you. Uh huh. No, they did it because that's part of the government control that is coming. And the government control is now here. It's a finance initiative that was put through the president's office. And it will, let me see if I can say here, um, uh, it will help ESG issues that will factor into your scoring. Everything from does the company just pay minimum wage or do they have a strong workforce culture or how are they on gender diversity? But that's also has to do with um, these mandates. These mandates that are in the uh, reconciliation bill must not pass. So don't get dis- don't get sidelined and don't get confused on oh wow well they're only doing 1.5 that thing can't pass at a dollar it cannot pass at a dollar because we are truly at the end game this is it you put this structure in and they have control you think You have to worry about it now because there's a suspected mandate for vaccine that is coming. And look at how all of the companies are reacting. The companies are saying many of them that don't want the mandate. They're saying it's just too costly. I can't I can't do anything else. Look at the situation of saying that you're pregnant and you don't want to take the vaccine and you already have the antibodies. In California, you used to be able to go to a doctor and he could give you a medical release. But now the federal government has sat on these doctors so hard, they can't write that release. Even though that's what they say they think is right, they can't do it. When the government has complete control of everyone's financing, how do you think it's going to go for freedom? How are you going to possibly fight I'm telling you, every Christian, every person who believes in the Judeo-Western culture, every single person that believes in liberty, everybody who sees what once you control all of the economy, there is no dissent. You better stand up now. Now. Call your senator. Make sure the office of the comptroller nominee is not passed and no reconciliation even at a dollar. Stand up. This is the Glenn Beck program. It can happen while you're sitting at your kid's soccer game. While you're there or in the shower or sitting at meeting at work, could be stuck in traffic, completely minding your own business. It can happen without you even knowing it. Cyber criminals could be stealing your identity and your money at any given moment, whether you're paying attention or not. That means it's time to get LifeLock. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day we put our information out at risk on the Internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and they will send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. 
That's way better than in the old days where you were pretty much on your own. LifeLock does this. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but they're the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year when you use the promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Call them now, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. Don't forget to use the promo code GLEN to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. So the big story of the week to me is the financial sector and what is going on because I think that is the biggest cage that has been uh, built the closest to being finished and the one that is uh, closing the fastest. That is the one that uh, dismisses the inflation that you're paying. Uh, This is the one that will affect your paycheck the most and your freedom the quickest. Pat Gray is joining us uh, today, filling in for Stu. What's the biggest story of the week for you? Uh, wow, that's hard to say. There've been there <laughs> there've been so many uh, stories about how our freedom our freedoms are all just fading away right before our eyes. Uh, what do you think of the Merrick Garland hearing yesterday? I think he needs to go. Uh, he's awful. Um, did you see Trip Ch- uh, Chip Roy? No. Go after him. Uh, this is no. worth playing in its entirety. Here's Chip Roy yesterday in the hearing with our attorney general. Listen. Do you know where Broad Run High School is? <laughs> it's in Ashburn, Virginia, in Loudoun County, Virginia. Do you know why I care? Because I'm a graduate of Loudoun Valley High School. Despite my family having Texas roots back to the 1850s, I grew up in Loudoun. It was my home. And also I care because on October 6th, a mere 15 days ago, mm-hmm. Inside Broad Run High School in Loudoun County, Virginia, a young girl was sexually assaulted. Attorney General Garland, are you aware that because Loudoun County prosecutors confirmed that the boy who assaulted this young girl in Broad Run High School is the same boy who wore a skirt and went into a girl's bathroom, sodomized and raped a 14-year-old girl in a different Loudoun County High School on May 28th? Are you aware of those facts? The, the boy was, are you aware firmly, are you, Sorry, are you my, aware my, further that the boy was arrested and charged for the first assault in July, but released from juvenile detention? This sounds like a state case, and I'm not familiar with it. I'm not sorry. familiar. Wow. You Can agree you stop, with loud stop parents? for just a second? It. This is mm. the attorney general who is now actively engaged in what's going on in Loudoun County, and he hasn't heard the biggest story from the last two weeks. He hasn't heard it? Amazing. Continue. Allow a child that has been charged with a rape to go back into a school in that public school system. Again, I don't know any of the facts of this case, but uh, but uh, the way you put it, it certainly sounds like I would agree with you. Is but FBI, I don't know the facts of the case. Is the FBI or the Department of Justice investigating the Loudoun School Board for violating civil rights or under authority of, say, the Violence Against Women Act? Uh, I don't believe so, but I don't know the answer to that. I'd ask why not, because on June 22nd at a school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, the superintendent, Scott Ziegler, declared in front of the father of the girl who had been raped that the predator, transgender student, or person simply does not exist. Mm. And that to his knowledge, we don't have any records of assaults occurring in our restrooms. When this statement bothered the father of the girl, 
I'm a father of a daughter. I believe you are too, sir. The girl who had been raped, sodomized in the bathroom of a high school by a dude wearing a skirt, that father reacted. Now that father reacted by simply using a derogatory word. Would that statement have bothered you if your daughter had been raped, if somebody said that it didn't occur? Again, I, I don't know anything about the facts of this case, but derogatory words are not what my memorandum is about. Well, the victim's mother is heard on a cell phone video telling the crowd what happened. My child was raped at school, she said. Behind her, the victim's father is seen being arrested, bloodied. This man, this arrest of a 48-year-old plumber, became the poster boy for the new domestic terrorism, the Biden administration, the administration in which you serve has concocted to destroy anyone who gets in the way. As the ranking member said, the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the president citing Smith's case. We all know this to be true. Attorney General, do you believe that a father attending a meeting, exercising his First Amendment rights, and yes, getting angry about whatever lies are being told about his daughter being raped in the school he sent her to be educated in, that this is domestic terrorism? Yes or no? No, I do not think that parents getting angry at school boards for whatever reason constitute domestic terrorism. It's not even a close question. And what to be clear, doing? even if there's a threat of violence, do you believe that it is domestic terrorism that the FBI has the power to target American citizens in local disputes because a father gets mad? Now, I'm not saying Mr. Smith did that. In fact, he didn't. I can tell you how I sure as hell would have reacted. Mr. Smith should be given a medal for his calm to be able to hold back his anger. Are you aware that Loudoun County failed to report this sexual assault according to state law? And are you investigating this? Again, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this case. Are you aware that the Virginia General Assembly, run by Democrats, voted for and Democrat Governor Ralph Northam signed a bill allowing schools to refrain from reporting instances of sexual battery, stalking, violation of a protective order, and violent threats occurring on school property? Is the FBI investigating how this may conflict with the Violence Against Women Act or conflict with your own domestic terrorism uh, efforts? I don't know anything about the Virginia legislation. Do you agree with the following <laughs> statement? As a father or as a cabinet member, Quote, you don't want parents coming into every different school jurisdiction saying that this is what we sh which should be taught here and that this is what should be taught here. Look, the Justice Department has no role with respect to what curriculum is taught in the schools. This is a matter uh, for um, local decision making and not for the Justice Department and we are not in any way suggesting that we have any. I would note that that statement was by a Democratic uh, gubernatorial candidate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I would note that there are a number of other issues of concerns the Virginia Department of Education, what's being taught there and the, fact, the lack and the total failure of Loudoun County of reporting all of these incidents that have occurred in Loudoun County public schools. I've got eight seconds left. Attorney General Garland, I sent a letter along with my colleague Thomas Massey regarding the incidents of January 6th on May 13th and on July 15th and have not gotten a response Gentlemen's from the Department lady, of Justice. And you commit to responding. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, that. <laughs> where is that in mainstream media? Where is the mainstream media on, on all of this? He didn't know about the rape. So wait a minute. You said two weeks ago you were going to investigate the parents. So no investigator has come to you and said, hey, by the way, there's some information that we found a week and a half ago that you should be aware of. I mean, it looks like this is this is nothing. By the way, uh, it, it came out yesterday that the White House knew all about this. The letter was sent to the White House. The White House then mm -hmm. sent the letter to the FBI. 
as Jim Jordan said in his opening statements yesterday, we write letters to the Department of Justice and we don't hear things for months. In fact, he was just saying we've we wrote something to you about January 6th. We still have not gotten a reply. When are you going to reply? And yet, without knowing the facts from a political organization, he sends in the FBI for something that should be a local issue. Where are the Democrats that are normal? I don't know if you heard, um, Sarah, what was the um, what's the lady? She's a new Republican. She was questioning, too. She was from uh, uh, former Soviet Union. What's her name? Sparks. Uh, I don't know if you heard Congressman Sparks, uh, but listen to this. Uh, as someone who was born uh, in the Soviet Union, I am dispar- disturbed, very disturbed, uh, by the use of the Department of Justice as a political tool and its power as a police state to suppress lawful public discourse. The FBI is starting to resemble old KGB with secret warrantless surveillance, mm. surveillance wiretapping, and intimidation of citizens. School board led is the latest example. It's interesting that during the Soviet era, the United States criticized use of the domestic terrorism concept in the USSR as a tool to suppress free speech and political dissent. In your recent statement opposing the Texas anti-abortion law, you said it is the foremost responsibility of the Department of Justice to defend the Constitution. Do you plan to defend the Second Amendment rights, which are explicitly protected by our Constitution as vigorously as you do abortion rights? Please, yes or no? Yes. Do you believe recent Inspector General FISA report citing widespread and material non-compliance by the FBI with proper due process for surveillance of U.S. citizens is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. I think it's a violation of the FISA Act by itself without even having to get to the Constitution. And we take this extraordinarily seriously. Yeah, really? That's why we have an inspector general. That's why our National Security Division reviews what the FBI does with respect to FISA. Uh, and I know that the FBI director takes this very seriously as well, mm. and they have made major fixes to their practices, so this won't oh. occur again. Um, really? This is constantly being audited and reviewed uh, by um, our National Security Division. I take this very seriously, and I agree we have to be extremely careful about surveillance of American citizens, only as appropriate under the statute. Potentially, Fourth and Fifth Amendment could be violated if you have material and widespread, as the report says. In your June 15 remarks on domestic terrorism, you said that nearly every day you get a briefing from the FBI directing his team. How often do you discuss FISA violations in your briefings? Sorry, I didn't hear that. How often do you discuss this FISA violations when you get your nearly daily briefings with uh, the FBI? Uh, so there's a quarterly review by uh, that, that uh, the intelligence community and the National Security Division submits uh, to the intelligence committees with respect to FISA reviews, um, and I always review those. I meet with the National Security Division um, relatively routinely to discuss how that's going. Um, so it's not every morning, but um, this review of um, violations of FISA and, and our efforts to make sure that it doesn't happen again is pretty frequent. So it seems like we still get material and widespread. Every report we have material, material 
not on non-material and widespread violation, but talking about another topic. I went to the border three times and recently visited air base in Qatar and Camp Atterbury in Indiana housing Afghanistan evacuees. Uh, and based on what I've seen, uh, I have some questions and significant national security concerns. Former Stop for a second. Isn't it nice to have somebody who is former Soviet Union that is actually mm -hmm. unlike the Treasury? You know, the, the, what's scary about that Treasury uh, Office of the Comptroller is that she loves mm -hmm. that system. She still loves that system. She's still mm -hmm. saying that's what we should do to our system. We should make the banking like it was over in the Soviet Union, which led to widespread misery and starvation. Uh, and she's okay with that. Any citizen I have ever met of the former Soviet Union is the most vigilant on rights that I've ever encountered. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they know what all this leads to. So what do you say about somebody uh, like the Office of Comptroller who's coming in and is not? It's really scary. It's just frightening. Yeah, it's not like, hey, I can talk about these things in class. Mm -hmm. You would think that somebody like that would talk about these things in class and use them as an example of what not to do because I have personal experience on it. We if anyone says that we are um, we are fine, this isn't they're living in the normalcy bias. And uh, I'll explain that in in 60 seconds or so. Hang on. First of all, let me uh, let me tell you about American financing. You've listened this hour and you can uh, you can hear why now I say get a loan if you need one. They're going to get harder and harder to get. If this stuff passes, uh, it you won't have until 2022. It, it is going to change everything financially for everyone. Uh, so please get your get your house in order, get your bills under uh, under control. If you're paying high interest on your credit cards and you have a mortgage, consider a refi. If you have a interest rate at three or four percent, consider a refi right now. American financing. They work for you, not the banks. AmericanFinancing.net has you covered coast to coast. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. None of these things that are being done by the Obama administration, or, I mean, sorry, by the Biden administration could have been done 10 years ago. Couldn't have been done. Um, and they're all the things we said would happen. And they are happening now at a shockingly fast rate. And the reason why there are a lot of people that are not talking about it yet is because they're in the normalcy bias. They are... They're thinking that it will go back to normal, uh, that these people aren't that radical. If there's one thing you need to understand, Joe Biden is a radical Marxist revolutionary in deeds. He doesn't say that. He doesn't talk about it. He sure doesn't sound like it. But in deeds, the people that he is appointing and the things that he is doing is finishing the the fundamental transformation 
of America. So whether he's doing it or his Obama, uh, you know, former Obama acolytes are are running it. I don't know. I don't care. But the normalcy bias is something that happens when things are way out of whack. You look for things that are normal and it sometimes gets you killed. It is actually a self-defense mechanism so you can rationally deal with things when it's really bad. And but you have to fight parts of it. Parts of it keep you calm, but it's it's part it's the other part of it that makes you who you're when you're already in the stairs going down the World Trade Center, you go, oh, I forgot to turn off my lights in my office. And you go back up the stairs and turn the lights off. That happened to a lot of people and they died. Friends said they were with him and said, oh, I forgot my purse. I'll be right back. Oh, I forgot to take my papers and, and put them in the desk drawer. I'll be right back. And they never made it. That's the normalcy bias. And again, the good part of it is it keeps you calm. The bad part is if you don't recognize that you're in it, you go back up the stairs you have to find those people who don't agree with all of these radical things that look at our banking sector and say no i don't want it to run like the former soviet union if you missed what i talked about 30 minutes ago you need to listen back to the podcast today share it with a friend if they are fine with those things move on if they are in the normalcy bias and say, well, that that can't happen. It is happening. It already is happening. See if you can wake them up. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let's talk about AMAC. AMAC is uh, for people who are 50 older. You want to join the group? You know, you get the usual benefits. You get the insurance discounts, the travel benefits, all of that stuff. But here's what really is important to me is they let your your voice be heard in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, they are an advocate for the causes you believe in. Uh, their members help um, pass a bill that was signed into law preventing the funding of critical race theory being mandatory for public employees, including state-run universities in Arizona. They've developed a resource guide to uh, help you learn more about CRT, how damaging it is, how you can get involved to stop it from spreading in your community. These people provide a lot of resources that are important to you, and there is strength in numbers. Join the two-plus million members now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. Do it now. love about friday is uh i get to hear somebody else's opinion who i really respect tell me what he thinks the biggest story of the week is and we it's strange i don't think i don't think we often agree on the big story but like last week he was 100 percent right on bill o'reilly joins us in 60 seconds it's friday 
Glenn Beck program. Life is so busy all the time. You just don't have time for pain. I don't know about you, but you're like, if you have pain and it's on a regular basis, you might have tried everything. But have you if, if you suffer from frequent, terrible pain, please give relief factor a try. It's my wife that made me do it this time. Let me play the role of my wife. Just do it. I'm tired of hearing you whining about it. Maybe, maybe this can help. And it's not that you're whining. I know you're in pain, but we've tried everything. And you said you wanted to try everything. I know, but this doesn't work. How do you know it doesn't work? Try the three-week quick start. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Their three-week three week quick start trial pack, nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, author of Killing the Mob. Another New York Times bestseller. Also, the host of Bill O'Reilly's uh, No Spin News that you can watch at BillOReilly.com and elsewhere, BillOReilly.com. Make sure you uh, check him out. Bill, the story of the week. Uh, the story of the week is you just telling the world how much you respect me. That that is well. It, what a colossal page one story. We are living in an yeah. age of lies. <laughs> you would never lie, Beck. One thing about Beck that everybody should know because I've known this guy now for eons. So Beck never never misleads. Sometimes he's befuddled. Beck is, and sometimes he's wrong, but he doesn't mislead. So what he tells you is what he believes. So when you said that you respect me so much on Friday, this is the greatest day of your life, I mean, I was almost brought to tears back. Yeah, okay. For a biggest story of the week besides that one. <laughs> okay. So the continued befuddlement of the President of the United States is mm. the biggest story of the week. Now, last night there was a town hall that nobody watched. I predict the audience will be less than two million. Uh, there was a baseball game and a football game, and I think there was something on uh, stars where a zombie was chasing. Some <laughs> It'll be you know, way less than two happens. million. It was on right. CNN, and they haven't broken. I think it's six hundred thousand people yeah. in so weeks. I think your audience will be interested to to hear how this stuff goes down. So Biden's falling in every poll. There isn't one poll where he's not falling. Even the CNN poll has him way down, and he's he's going to go into the thirties soon. So his approval rating on a real clear average is about forty two now, but it's about to hover into the thirties. So his people go, well, we need to get Joe on television, but we can't have him actually answer questions from journalist that would be preposterous so we're never going to do that so where should we go how about our appendage the cable news network cnn and in the process we'll get our pal our buddy anderson cooper to go up and we'll do a 90 minute Hmm. town hall for joe biden in baltimore with all liberal people submitting questions in advance hmm. what hmm. could go wrong <laughs> so that's, joe biden that's could go wrong setup. right that's that's a setup but they have to they have to get him out they have to get him out there so um the deal and i know this to be true uh was 
you'll spend the first half hour on how great Biden's massive spending bills are and how everybody who matters, and that's not you and me, Beck, Mm -hmm. everybody who matters will get a massive amount of stuff and money from the Biden administration. First half hour is going to be all that. That was the deal that was struck. And that's exactly what happened. And I predicted this yesterday on the No Spin News. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, pulling this out of air. Mm-hmm. I predicted before the town hall this would happen because I was told this was the deal. Now, whenever you have a presidential interview, um, the president's side tries to, you know, well, what are you going to ask him? How is it going to go down? I, 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 and I've done many, many presidential interviews. I never give them anything. Mm-hmm. I just say, look, you know, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm too dumb to really think in advance. So anyway, last night, Biden gets up there. The good news was he had energy. Uh, he stood up for 90 minutes. I don't even know if I could stand up for 90 minutes, but he was, he was up there. Um, and his lips were moving. He seemed to understand the question, but he couldn't really answer any of them. None of them. And and here's how bad it was. So he was asked, would he remove the statue of Thomas Jefferson in New York City's City Hall? A question doesn't get any easier than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's very clear. You know what his answer was? It depends. It depends on what? You know, you don't know. And then the other question is, how come you haven't visited the southern border? Hang on. Here's his right. answer on that uh, three, please. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down. But the, but, but the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of damage done by uh, by hurricanes and floods and and weather and tra- and traveling around the world. Wow. Yeah, he can't get down. Doesn't have time to get down. However, however, he's been in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, for I think they had a number up there in a colossal amount of time. But he really don't have any time. You know, there's more than two million uh, foreign nationals have come in in the last fiscal year, but. I- I just can't get down there. Kamala can't get down there either. You know, we just can't do it. So when you see stuff like this, and the other one was the gas prices. Uh, one of the uh, audience members said, so when the gas prices come down, he goes, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> well, maybe next year. Uh, what are you sitting there? You're going, this is insane. This is the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, he says, I don't Can't have a... You- I don't have a near-term answer for high ca- high gas prices. I, yeah, and I, you know, hey, but don't worry about it because we're going to give you subsidies for all your energy needs. See, this was everything came back. We're going to give you, give you, give you, give you, give you. That's all it is. You know, and then people now don't believe them. Because they know he's not going to get any of this passed. And then his opposition is becoming more emboldened, including his opposition from his own party. So yesterday, the report is that Joe Manchin, the senator. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Virginia, before we, wait, wait. Before we get into that, 
I just want to uh, um, Biden with his hands during a question. If you happen to be watching, I'll describe it after. Here's the clip about that with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July that the in, this was just near term inflation. The, the Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial mm-hmm. experts who said that they they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. He stands there for 30 seconds with his hands out in front of him clenched and he doesn't move, uh, which seems like a neurological issue, quite honestly. Did you notice no, that? No, he was just. He was just stunned by the tough question because his, that's what he was stunned by. What? Somebody's actually challenging me. And then he looked at Anderson. Now, Anderson's job, Anderson Cooper, we all love him. You know, I, I mean, this guy's magnetic. So anyway, his job is to get Biden out of any tough spot. And Anderson's good at it. And once the border thing started to go south, pardon the pun, Anderson said, mm, let's talk about something else. You know, and it was For me, and I'm sure you, as veterans of the journalistic game and knowing what you do is try to get as much information as possible out of the president of the United States, that's the goal of any town hall or any interview. Cooper, that's not Cooper's mandate. Cooper's mandate is to save him. And it was so obvious. And, I, you know, AT&T owns CNN and I don't understand a corporation. They've got to see what's happening over there, that it's a, it's a ratings disaster. They all are. All three of them are getting pounded in the numbers. They're losing just hundreds of thousands of viewers. Um, but they have to see that this is embarrassing now. This is way past the point of bias or partisanship. It's now into the realm of embarrassing. And so this is the most important story of the week for Americans because you see a befuddled president being propped up by a corrupt news network. And that is disturbing. Okay, back in just a second with more from Bill O'Reilly. The other day on the program, I, uh, I spoke to a woman who literally escaped Maoist China 30 years ago, and she came here to America. She said, I... I came here because I wanted to be free, and America is a beacon to the rest of the world. Yeah, well, she lives in Loudoun County, Virginia now, and uh, she was talking about how this is over. This is over here. She said this is exactly what happened with Mao in the 1960s, and she said, I lived through it, and America, you better wake up. Well, you're not going to get your kids to wake up in school. They will be woke, but not awake. And that's why it is imperative for you to be able to teach them the things that actually matter. And, I, you know, most of us are not teachers. I don't know. I don't know how to teach my kids about, you know, free economics and, you know, the free market system and why our republic is better in ways that will stick with them. I mean, little kids especially. If your kids are eight years old uh, or older, you're going to like the Tuttle Twins. And honestly, I would get these for yourself. Uh, If you're the average American, you're going to learn so much from these yourself. I mean, did you read The Road to Serfdom? I was 30 by the time I read The Road to Serfdom. Oh, my gosh. It took me so long just because it looks so boring. It's really not, but it looks it. No pictures or even a graph anywhere. 
Um, well, this is a way to learn something like the road to serfdom. They have taken all of the works of of the the real principles that um, are the foundation of freedom. And I'm telling you, if you use these, it will plant these ideas deep into them. Our kids need to know these things. Please, if you want to make a difference, your, grill, your children or your grandchildren are the key. Plant these ideas deep in them with the Tuttle Twins book, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's a series of books. They are fantastic. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. You're going to get a big discount, 35% off the normal price, plus you get uh, activity work books and everything else. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's a way to stay sane in a socialist world and make sure your children know the truth. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Okay, <clears throat> Bill, we want to talk about the reconciliation bill and uh, what's happening in Congress. Biden says now he's opening to he's open to altering or eliminating the filibuster yeah. to uh, uh, advance voting rights. Wow. Right. First, by the way, I just want to mention that. Do you know what the Tuttle Twins next book is? No. Killing Bill O'Reilly. Tuttle Twins kill the mob. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. yeah. The next one. Yeah. Well. Um, reconciliation bill. Okay, so um, Biden knows that this is not going to get through $3.5 trillion, and maybe he'll get half of that. Maybe. Shouldn't pass. But now, because he's on the skids, Manchin and Cinema, the two dissenting um, Democratic senators, and it's pretty shocking that out of 50 Democrat senators, there are only two that are dissenting. Shocking. You know, you had that woman from uh, China on. I don't believe the United States is ever going to be like China. Oh, I think it'll I be do worse. Believe, I, I do believe that we're heading into, if this continues, a really, really bad economic time. Because you cannot run an irresponsible government the way the Democrats are running it. And they, and they seem to be fine with it. And I'm just going, is there no one there with an IQ over 50? I mean, this is insane. I know self-interest is the driving propulsion of most politicians, but come on. Only two out of 50 see that you, if you spend this much money, you're going to crash the entire economy? Only two? Anyway, so cinema basically is saying, look... I don't want to wreck the economy by raising taxes to an onerous level that send corporations overseas mm -hmm. that stop hiring, that stop research and development, and that drive affluent Americans to states like Florida and Texas. Okay, I don't want that. So I'm not going to vote for it. Now, that's it, because not one Republican will vote for this. No one will. So it's over. And then Manchin, he plays a game, uh, and it is a game, of basically saying, look, I'm putting West Virginia first, and if we have to pollute the world by coal, that's what we're going to do. I mean, that's Manchin. But in the process, he's holding up every green thing in the world. So there's a good and a bad for Manchin. 
So Biden knows now because Jill told him. And by the way, this has been so ignored. So we all knew that Michelle Obama had a tremendous amount of influence on Barack Obama. And anybody who knew those two individuals, and I do a little bit, knew that was the case. Jill Biden, who stays out of it publicly, basically is telling Joe Biden what to do. Because everybody's going, who's running it? Who's running it? Who's running it? And I keep going, Susan Rice and Ron Klain, they're the two big ones. But behind the scenes, it's Jill. And Jill reads the everything, knows everything. And she's basically saying to Joe, this is what you have to do. And he's he's doing it. So that's why you see him in backpedaling now. Now, you'll hear that analysis nowhere else. Well, I will tell you that. I'll tell you it's 100 percent true. She is Edith Wilson. This is exactly what happened with Woodrow Wilson in the last two years of his of his uh, presidency. Is, and I know you were very close to the Wilsons. I was. I was. I well, and, uh, I know. I know. Uh, he is your uh, I think he is your nephew. Right. I mean, you were his uncle, a very older <laughs> uncle. But anyway, that's a different that's a different uh, that's a different story. Um, so, you know, I, I believe that um, that cinema is acting uh, truthful. I don't think she's playing a game, but I think Manchin is. You'd agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, but cinema is playing a little bit of a game, too, because she knows that her state is turning red now. Because of immigration, because of this unbelievable surge into Arizona, that all the independents are turning against the Democratic Party. Cinnamon knows that. And Cinnamon knows that she's not going to be able to keep her seat if she runs progressive. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's doing what she's doing. Uh, you know, we're speaking of wives, and I think the one uh, first lady that called this way in advance is uh, Michelle Obama. She was honest, and they pulled her from the campaign trail. But listen to what she said in 2008 or 2007, and she's right on the money. Everything she said is now true. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Okay, so when she said that, you've seen it happen, but it's now complete because the first thing that she said was you're going to have to make sacrifices. This president now is telling you to make sacrifices. This president is now telling you it won't get better than this. This president is now basically Jimmy Carter. Well, if you're cold, put a sweater on. (laughs) Everything Everything that she said is now complete. That's right. Well, look. These progressive people believe that the United States is not a noble country. That's where you start. They believe that white supremacy, the founding fathers, they all uh, put a um, procedure into place whereby the minorities, the blacks, all the poor would be exploited by the rich so the rich could do what they want and the poor would suffer. That's what it is. So then they say, now we have to change everything. Power to the people right on. We'll be socialists. We'll give everybody everything to make up for the terrible things that America has done for the last 200 years. That's what it is. 
And so if you buy that insane outlook, what you're buying into is we're going to destroy the whole country because this system cannot run on socialism. It cannot do it. Okay, we're going to return with Bill O'Reilly. I want to ask him about uh, Garland and his testimony yesterday, which was a little shocking. Also, what he feels about how people are now standing up. uh, And, you know, basically Biden said, let's play a game of chicken. I'm not going to swerve and you're going to want your job in the end. And people are walking from their job over the mandate. I want to get his uh, viewpoint on that when we come back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let's play a little game of hypothetical situation. Holidays are coming up and you've got, um, oh, let's say members of your family who only eat vegetables. And it's not your fault. I mean, you tried to raise them right, but it didn't stick. So now you got to figure out exactly what sort of rabbit food they prefer. And if you got to figure out how the, I mean, how rabbits, how do I prepare such rabbit food? Well, if you have a Rectech, I've got good news. Not only does it have a smart grill technology, which controls the cooking process and makes sure that you get the perfect meal, no matter what you're cooking. Not only is it solid, solid stainless steel, it's like you're cooking on a tank. Not just all of those things, but it also has lots of room so you can cook whatever you want. Yeah, meat on one side and the disgusting rabbit food on the other side. I'm just saying, wouldn't want the meat to touch. Oof. Imagine what that would do to if it it would taint the meat. It would be bad. Anyway, Rectech. Follow them now on social media. Find out new recipes and why the Rectech is so good by A B comparing them yourself. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech.com. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday live, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime you want during the day. Anywhere you get your podcast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, which means we have Bill O'Reilly. Last night on a network that nobody watches, the president did a town hall meeting, and he talked about the firing of police officers and first responders for his vaccine mandate. Here's what he said. This is a busman's holiday for you guys having to come in here. (laughs) But thank you. Uh, Mr. President, let me ask you a follow about that. As as many as as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Our bravest and our brightest. By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else Mm. possible. The mandates are working. No, they're not. All the stuff about people leaving and people getting it. You have you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines are we're not going to get all 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent vaccination rate. Hmm. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, mm-hmm. the two things that concern me. Mm-hmm. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. Oh I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. 
No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Number one. When did freedom become a political issue, Bill O'Reilly? Thank you for running that clip. Because this just demonstrates how detached the president is from reality. Okay? And the media. So, well, I'll get to the media in a minute, but Mm -hmm. the president affects all of our lives directly. Shouldn't, but he does. I asked the same question to Trump on Monday. I hope you saw that interview. I did. And, you know, Trump said, I would not have mandated it, but I would have tried heavily to persuade. And that was the way to go. But Biden has not thought out the consequences of the mandates because he doesn't think out the consequences of anything. And the consequences are that you're going to have a total breakdown of law enforcement in certain areas of the country, including Chicago, where thousands of African-Americans are being shot every year. Uh, I think he does understand that. I, I don't. I do. I don't. I don't have he does not have the capacity to evaluate unintended consequences. You're being but kind. Here's, here is the crusher. So old Anderson is standing there with his red tie, listening to this blather. Yes and yes, we have to mandate. Guess which state has the lowest COVID transmission right now? Which one, Bill? Florida. Hmm. Florida has the lowest rate of COVID transmission in the union right this second. You think Anderson Cooper might say, well, maybe the mandates aren't the way to suppress COVID because Florida, which has no mandates and a law against them, has the lowest transmission rate, Mr. President. What say you? Now, that would have been shocking. That would have been a shocking occurrence to CNN, to Biden, and to Anderson Cooper himself, who doesn't even think about asking questions that matter. And I'm sitting there in my living room going, what the deuce is happening in America when this guy, yes and yes, yet the evidence, the fact, is that the mandates do not suppress COVID transmissions, and here's Florida. Am I out of line, Beck? No. Am I, where am I? I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. When you have a collapse of all journalistic standards, which we have right now in the United States, and a president who's incapable of understanding complicated problems that affect us all, you've got disaster, and that's what we have. I want to I want to play if you can just if you have to play the whole thing, play it. But I I, I want to go back to that clip. Uh, play what you have here, please. This is a busman's holiday for you guys having to come in here. And make it. <laughs> but thank you, uh, Mr. President. Let me ask you a follow about that. As, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, Listen, this is this is the way Republic style. By the way, I waited until uh, 
July to talk about mandating because mm. I tried everything else and possible. Thing, the numbers were going the mandates up. Mandates are working now. The numbers All are going down. All the stuff down. about people leaving and people goodness, you have. No. You have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines are, we're not going to get. This is the part that really bothers me. When he says, look, people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Freedom. Number one. So, Bill, have you ever in your lifetime, this is the second time I have heard him do this, heard a president of the United States mock and laugh at freedom? Well, his definition of freedom is different from ours, Beck. So, you know, the progressive movement of which Biden is now a certified member, they have a different view of freedom. Because if you dissent from them, you disagree with Biden, that's not allowed. See, that's not freedom. You you can't dissent. You got to do what you're told. Vaccine, you got to take it. We don't respect your dissent because that comes under the heading of freedom. So it's a mindset. You agree with us, you're free to do whatever you want. Go tweet your little fingers off. You disagree? No. Uh-uh. That's their definition of freedom. You must agree with us. Okay? So that's what you see from this man who is, again, so far detached from the basic value system of America. I've never seen a president that far detached from what this country is supposed to be. All right. Let me one last question. Uh, Merrick Garland, you watched it yesterday. Your overall thoughts. We've got only about a minute. It's a circular argument here. I don't believe Merrick Garland is trying to help his uh, son-in-law, daughter, whatever. Okay. <laughs> My gosh, you are Santa Claus to the left today. Okay, I know. I'm the, I'm I'm a benevolent guy. You know me. Yeah. I don't believe he is saying I want to help my uh, family, and therefore I'm going to push critical race theory. I don't believe it. I could be wrong. What happened in this case? The White House called Garland, and Garland is a puppet, and said, "You have to." St- divert attention away from critical race theory and parents by accusing the parents of being subversive. And let's get that memo out today. And Biden said, yavol, and did it. It wasn't about enriching his family, in my humble opinion. Uh, What should happen to him with his testimony yesterday? He said that he... It was all based on a letter and a letter that we now know came from the White House, uh, the National School Board Association. Right. Nothing's going to happen. But I'll tell you the unintended consequences of Garland, critical race theory and this whole parent thing is that McAuliffe's going to lose in Virginia in 10 days from your mouth to God's ear. I predicted it. I predicted it months ago. And you know how astute 
I am mm-hmm. back. And that's why everybody should go to BillOReilly.com this weekend to see what we have. Look at the Trump interview. Go to our store. you got supply chain. We don't have any supply chain problems back. We have everything you could possibly. You are you are a master at uh, that uh, segue and transition, uh, Bill. Which <laughs> which Florida show do I uh, do I go to? I've got to go. I I'm going to take my son. Who's show the first one, Beck? What'd you say? I, I think you do that. Uh, go to the first that one. That is yes. That is December 11th, Fort Lauderdale. That's sunrise at the Live Florida Arena. It's going to be a insane thing with all these people coming in and you will hear probably the best interview with donald trump in the history of donald trump and um, december 11th and then if you can't make lauderdale will be in orlando december 12th i know you're not allowed to go to the texas shows because your wife is taking you somewhere mm-hmm. uh, that's the next weekend okay after in Houston, Toyota Center, Dallas, American Airlines Center. These are huge shows, and these are going to be so important, and they make the greatest Christmas gifts of all time. And maybe the only Christmas gift available. Yes, (laughs) it might be. At that point, that's it. You either see O'Reilly Trump in person, or you don't have any Christmas. That's right. It's tough to put us under the tree, by the way, Beck. Bill O'Reilly. Trump and O'Reilly. BillOReilly.com. BillOReilly.com. Bill, Bill, talk to you again. God bless. Okay, thanks for having me. You bet. Rough Greens. Rita in Florida writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, my dog, Timmy's liquid heart medicine is added to his prescription dog food. Oh, my gosh. Poor Timmy. So it's critical that he eats, but he lost interest in the food. Really? Really? Prescription food and eye medicine sprinkled on top? That sounds delicious. Our vet suggested another prescription to stimulate his appetite. I decided to try Rough Greens before introducing another drug, and I'm really happy that I did. With Rough Greens stirred into his food, Timmy loves it. Not only interested in eating again, but he also wanted to go for a walk, play with his toys, chase squirrels again. Thank you, Rough Greens. Rough Greens will make a difference in your dog, at least it has in mine and obviously in Timmy's life with Rita in Florida. So try it for your dog. You can get a free bag. All you pay for is shipping. Just to try it, make sure your dog will eat it, and then order the full bag and try it for a couple of months. I'm telling you, you will see a difference in your dog. I have seen massive difference in Uno. It is Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33, that's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So this is the last chance, and I mean this sincerely. If you take anything from this show today, take this. There will not be another chance for anyone to make Dune if this one sucks. <laughs> they have failed so many times oh with my making gosh. this into a movie. And the last oh, one man. was a, the David Lynch one, and he asked for his name to be taken off of it. I don't it. blame him. It was awful. awful. Just awful. awful. I think it was my producer, Keith, that hadn't seen Dune the first one. Oh, and, and he said, is good. it good? I said, don't see it before. She, he said, should I see it before I see this one? Like, you won't want to see this one if you see that one first. I, I went to see that one, and I think I walked out of it. Oh, yeah. And so I sat through a lot of stuff. Uh, so and it was horrible. Horrible. And it's like, if you're my age, it's hard to go get excited about Dune coming out because you're yeah. like, Odds are this thing is a nightmare. They did a great job with the trailer, though. It looks yeah, they did great. Yeah, but so kind of does the other one. True, a little bit. I mean, you can mm-hmm. take if you've got three hours of footage, 
you can't cut it down to two and a half minutes to make it look good. You should be. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. The other thing that is a sweeping uh, space story is Foundation on Apple TV. You've been watching that? Love that. Me too. So I liked it the first two. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to what, episode three, then mm-hmm. I really started. I mean, it's a real, it's really good, but mm-hmm. it's a complex story. It is. And so it takes a while to unfold. You've got to really pay attention. Yeah. But it's visually stunning. Stunning. I, I don't know what How they, much? I think it was $200 million they spent on the series. So For the cost, whole series. It cost about what a blockbuster that movie thing would have. That thing easily, easily. Uh, years ago, couldn't have even been made. No, let alone on mm. television. The, I mean, the it effects is are really cool, unbelievable, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful, and beyond the effects, it's a great story. It's <laughs> Isaac Asimov. Yeah, it, and a lot of people call that the greatest sci-fi story ever told. That's what got me hooked. Yeah, well, that's what got me um, not only um, watching it but reading it as well. Is that they say this is the one, this is the granddaddy of them all. Did you, so you're reading the book? Yeah. There's a series of books, right? It's yeah. Many? Yeah, and I have no idea. Nothing is connecting so far. Really? So, yeah, it's like <laughs> I, maybe I'm on the wrong one. I don't know, but. Now, speaking of uh, stunning shows, have you seen David Chappelle's uh, controversial? I have, and I find most of it so offensive that it's unwatchable to me. Seriously? Yeah, but I sat oh. through it because I wanted to, to I wanted to see all of it so I could be a judge of it. Mm. And I have to tell you, the ending will bring you to tears. The ending story that he tells about a friend who is uh, transsexual uh, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you Mm. walk away from that thinking that that guy is bigoted, you haven't watched it. You haven't watched it. it. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing to him. But you didn't like it. I didn't like I like Dave Chappelle, but he goes to places where it's like, oh, OK, OK, too far here for me. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. He gets very graphic on things that yeah, he does. I just don't need. Uh, he does say things that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he just said that about um, trans, about anybody, yeah. about anybody. Hmm. Uh, he's just so far over the line. And what's funny, what makes it better is he's laughing about it. He's like he knows He's only saying it just to needle people. And <laughs> well, it, it worked. Yeah, and it makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, because he believes in free speech, and so do I. But yeah. if you like Dave Chappelle, if you've ever been to one of his shows, uh, it's a it's it's funny. It is very laugh out loud funny. Mm. And you will cry at the end. And mm. you will not think that he is bigoted in the end. Not a, not, no, there's no way to stretch it into that. This is the Glenn Beck program. Yeah. Well, usually we're here. We want to save the world. We want to tell you about all the things that are going wrong. And uh, quite honestly, it's Friday and I'm about to vomit blood after two hours of doing that. So we're going to screw off a little bit uh, for this hour. Sorry, unless you're like me and you're like, oh, thank God. Thank you. Some levity, some light. Yes, yes. And we are going to play something that you haven't heard, at least I hadn't, in 20 years from another human being. You haven't heard it on radio, seen it anywhere on television, movies, nothing. It was something that happened on our Wednesday night program with two people that were rescued by you. 
uh, in Afghanistan, and it came at the very end of the show. And every single soldier, sailor, airman in America needs to hear it. I'm none of those things, and it deeply affected me as well. We start there in 60 seconds. So, Pat, I don't know if you've heard this, but the economy might be struggling a bit. Did you hear that? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Isn't that weird? Uh, You know, in fact, in uh, California... They're paying now $7 a, ga- a gallon for gas. Yeah, uh, that's a little pricey. Yeah. Don't but really feel bad for them. No. <laughs> I don't. I feel bad for everybody who didn't vote for that. But uh, everybody who did, congratulations. And uh, you're going you're gonna to look at they, these days as the good old days at the <laughs> gas station soon. Congratulations. Um, how are your finances at your house? Pay down your credit cards. Get out of that high interest rate on your credit card. Uh, Also, how is the mortgage on your house? What are you paying? Uh, Here's what I want you to do. You take 10 minutes and you call American Financing. 800-906-2440. They work for you, not the banks. There's no obligation. They're not going to rope you anything. You just give them the information how much money do you owe? What are you paying in interest? And then some people are like, and I don't want any loans from this bank or that bank. And they will make it happen. They will come to you and show you exactly what you can get in a loan instrument. And if it works out for you, great. They come to your house to do all the, the closing. It's fantastic. It really is. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's American Financing. Or you can go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I brought in our uh, head writer, Jason Buttrell, who is also a... Uh, Marine and was in Marine Intelligence uh, or Army Intelligence. What were you in? Oh, how dare you say Yeah, yeah. Army Intelligence. It was Marine (laughs) Intelligence. Yes. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, So you were in Marine Intelligence. You were one of the first people in Afghanistan. And um, ever since we ended things in Afghanistan and the way we did, you have really had a hard time. And I haven't even known how to talk to you. And I mean, you know, a lot of other people that were having a hard time with the way it ended there. Yeah, I, I think that there's two different mindsets from soldiers. And this goes back to the beginning of time. Go back mm-hmm. to Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it doesn't matter when. But fighting men, when they go into battle, there's a couple mindsets. There's one mindset that I fight for my teammates. I fight for the guy on, my le- on the left and the guy on my right. And usually they don't have issues when they get out of combat. Um, and that's great. And that's actually the mindset to have, mm-hmm. um, not too many people that think like that have issues today. Now there's other people, there's another mindset that they hope that, you know, that we're going to, for a reason, that right? That would be my mindset. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm a mixture of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to make sure that I did something over there. I did, I contributed to the common good mm-hmm. and they are the ones that have an issue right now. And again, I'm somewhere in the middle and like I remember rolling through you know, the streets of Kandahar and you would see women stepping out of their homes and they were throwing off their hijabs or taking off their, their head coverings. They were jumping into vehicles 
and driving off to go down to the store. Mm. And I, I felt that in my heart. Mm-hmm. I was like, we are here not only to help destroy the Taliban and Al Qaeda, but this right here is a tangible thing that you now see when the fall happened and the disastrous, you know, uh, thing that happened a, a month ago that those flashbacks come back to you and you're like, so I did all this for nothing. Right. So but, we had we had um, two sisters in for Wednesday show. It, we've never done a show like this before. You really need to watch it. It is it's captivating. These are two unbelievably brave women. Um, two sisters. One was repeatedly. I mean, came this close to death with the Taliban, uh, and uh, she got out. And it's because of you, this audience. And you really need to watch it. It is. It's such a powerful story and such a good story. Um, you're. I think you're going to love it. And you can watch it with your family. It's really a good story. Um, but at the end. And we didn't plan on keeping this into the show. But at the end, um, uh, Ricky, our producer, our executive producer, brought you in. You had been sitting in the the dark, and I didn't know that you were in the studio at the time. And she said to the girls, uh, hey, I want you to meet somebody. He's our head researcher, and uh, he was over in Afghanistan. And they stood up, and they hugged you. And we were told beforehand Shake hands if they put their hand. It's kind of like in Israel. Don't shake hands with a woman unless she puts her hand out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was I didn't shake hands or hug or anything. But when you walked up, they both stood up immediately and hugged you. And I want to play this moment because I think this should be shared with every single service man or woman who fought in the last 20 years. Listen. U.S. military suicides have tragically skyrocketed since the war in Afghanistan began. Now, thanks to the horrific way we left, thousands of U.S. troops feel confused, betrayed, and that their sacrifice, the lives of their fellow brothers and sisters, was a waste. It's my understanding that you said one of the conditions of this interview was you wanted to tell the American soldiers something yes what is that it was not in a waste it was not in a win those 20 years bring us freedom bring us democracy give us multiple chances opportunities women like us get was able to go and get educations was able to travel by themselves was able to work, had their driving license, had the right to the property. For the people of Afghanistan, we will remember the soldiers. I am grateful for all of them who served in my country. Because of you, I'm here. Because of you, I made it to be educated, to be, have rights, democracy, and education and have a life that has meant something and the purpose that has been given to me and the choices that I made, it's because of those sacrifices. We all know a U.S. veteran, but I wonder if those men and women wouldn't be suffering so much now if we told them this a little more often. Can I just tag you? Yes, you can. Because of you guys, we are here. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, because, yeah. You Thank guys, you we educated. I really appreciate what you said. Because a lot of us have questioned a lot lately. And for you to say that means a lot. I never doubt what you did. You did a lot to us. To my family, to our people, to Afghanistan. You, make, you made it a stable country so no one can use it as a basement for the terrorists and to use it what we know worse than what happened in the United States could happen. So thank you for all services you did. Yes, ma'am. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. You, <laughs> you don't have any idea how many millions <laughs> of soldiers that will make them feel better. I know because if we have, I, if I am here right now, if I am educated, if my generation are educated, if the same as me, the other girls are educated, it's because of them. It's because the military people, they provide a safe place for us. I I just wanna want to say one thing more to, to the families. To all children that their fathers, their mothers died in Afghanistan. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Always be proud of who they are. They just did not save one, they saved one generation. Generation, our generation is saved. They are educated. They are well raised because they did the sacrifice. And for everyone who, who served in Afghanistan, it's much more than what you think. It meant a lot to us. We never seen them as a, someone who who comes to occupy Afghanistan. We always see the United States and United military as the people who came to save us, save our country, and they did. They did. For 20 years, we had democracy because of them. We had human rights. We've torn ourselves apart since we went to Afghanistan. We're not the same nation we were. <clears throat> and about maybe a third of the country, half of the country, been trying to convince the other half that are military. And, and the things that we have uh, done overseas that were just monsters and killers. And I think that's the first time in 20 years I've heard Somebody who knows, say something good about us. It's an amazing special. You can uh, find it at uh, the Blaze YouTube channel. You can find it at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. That's just the 
ending of it, but I, I want you to share it with anyone that you know that is a, a veteran uh, to see what these, you understand how it has affected generations now. And you should watch, if you gave to the Nazarene Fund, you should watch because of, of their lives and how many lives you have affected. And it's generational, truly generational. That was a gut punch when she said that. I had not thought of that before at all. And the moment when she said that, the first thing that popped in my mind was all of the babies and the young kids mm -hmm. that we saw running out and playing out in the streets. Mm -hmm. It's been 20 years, just like she said. Mm -hmm. We saved an entire generation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, we're not, we still haven't seen the transformative effect that that will have on the country. Oh, these That's still going to happen. Yeah, there are, there are thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, if not 100,000 plus, that are now outside the country. And they are not... They're not looking to necessarily live here. They love their country. They want to go back. They will find ways to be able to support their country on the outside now. Um, this, is, this story is far, far from over. Back in just a second. Do yourself a favor sometime. Uh, today, Google Giza Cotton. Giza Cotton. In case you don't know, Giza Cotton is regarded widely as the the best cotton in the world um and it is it's durable it's super super soft it is um it's what giza dream sheets are made out of by uh, mypillow.com they get softer every time you sleep on them i love them uh and i am a real sheet snob and i love the giza dream sheets and the price is stunning especially right now because you can get the Giza Dream Sheets, uh, buy one, get the other set free. Deep, deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. So enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. The Giza Dream Sheets, buy one and get one free. 800-966-3117. You need the promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so Pat and I were just talking about Dune because we have we have war wounds, okay? We have we saw the battle. We saw the heat of battle in the 80s. We went and it scarred many of us. Uh, sure did. We can't even read the book because it, that movie was so horrible. And I believe if they do it to another generation, that story is buried forever. Absolutely. And uh, so it's got, what, 88% audience score? I think, yeah, out of Rotten Tomatoes. And then, you know, pretty good uh, critic response, Ooh, too. Critics, well, really? they don't usually respond well to sci-fi. And it's gotten pretty high reviews from many, many of them. Okay. Uh, Remember so. when critics used to matter. Yeah. Uh, and then Jason comes in and he says, oh, you guys have to see Dune. You've got to. It's amazing. So you saw it last night on HBO Max? I saw it right away. It came on like at 6 p.m. instantly because I was a fan of the 80s. I actually liked it. 
What? I, I like Oof. the I, okay. I like the backstory. You, just, you, you just blew this movie for us. Attention. <laughs> Dismiss everything this man has said. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, That's marine intelligence. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> if, if you're a sci-fi nerd like I am, you still find a way to appreciate the 80s version. No. Hmm. But, this, but this one is no. all the great story. Without all the flaws of the '80s, if you're able to look th- over, if you were able to look through that, you you would enjoy the '80s. See, I didn't see anything but flaws in the right. '80s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was ponderously slow. Yeah, too, right. Oh it was gosh. just a bore. Yeah, and yeah. bad. So a the, bad bore. So they took that out. So, like in the '80s version, they had all that inside dialogue inside yeah, yeah, the yeah, characters' yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. That to drag mm-hmm. They they took all that out. Mm. Um, Doing the but planet if, of spice. Don't, doesn't he right. whisper that a million times? A million times. Mm-hmm. Fears the mind killer thing. That is was like it in, the, is yeah. it in this one too? No, it's not. Okay, so they took all that out. All right, but if, if you want to see how unoriginal George Lucas is, and I'm going to get hate mail for saying that, probably you'll notice when you watch this movie. He took everything oh. from Dune. Everything. Wow, really? It's funny because yes. they're saying that Ascension. Huh? I'm seeing in Ascension a lot of uh, Star Wars too. Really? Are you seeing that? I haven't seen Ascension. Mm-mm. Ascension. On- yeah, no, we were talking about it earlier. Ascension. No, Foundation. Is oh, Foundation. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Foundation. Yes. Yeah, a yes. lot of it. I foundation mean- supposedly was literally the foundation for almost all sci-fi afterward, mm-hmm. right? Including yeah. George Lucas yeah. and Dune. And it's really... Have you seen that yet on Apple? I'm caught up. Yeah, that's good. Oh, it's really good. Another one dropping really tonight. Good. Yeah, all no. right. So is it as good as that, Dune? Uh- I think it's better than that. It's, it's more epic. Oh, it seems it's wow. so Foundation's epic. This seems more epic. There's like what, like ten to fifteen books all. On the, this is going to be a series, I think, because this one was. It seems like it's being successful. Foundation. But, yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, no. Well, no, the uh, Dune. Oh, they're going to turn Dune into the next Lord of the Rings or the next Star Wars. Mark my words. It's well, there's good. definitely a, a second Oof. one planned because this is only part one, right? Part one. So this one is. Well, they are. They are very optimistic. Yeah, I would. I would have put my money down on the table very hesitantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're waiting to see how it's received because the first one was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. So. Yeah, you got that going for you. Yeah. Got that going for you. Oh, I, you've been telling me about devs for a while. Oh, my gosh. D-E-V-S, devs. It is fantastic. What's it on? I don't on? even know is what it is on. Hulu? Amazon? Maybe Hulu? it is Hulu. Hulu, sure. maybe. Just search for devs, D-E-V-S. It is so good. And it's about Silicon Valley, kind of. Mm. Uh, and what these big tech guys are really doing with big tech. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, my. It is. And I think it's based on Kurzweil. I think there's a little that is. I won't spoil anything. But if you know some of these big tech geniuses, I think it is. I mean, I don't think they're doing this. But they could be. And we, and we always have our noses in this. We're always looking at like future, yeah. futuristic stuff and what technology is going to be like in the future. I think they're pretty dang close to how scary it is going to get. I do, too. It's beyond I sci-fi. Like the, I don't yeah. want to go too far into it spoiler-wise, but not, I won't say that. No, like don't what say they're actually it. doing. Yeah. But when you see the reveal of what they're working on, it's going to blow your mind. It's yeah. going to make a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on yeah. air make sense. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's mm. remarkable. And I think... With quantum computing, it may actually it may actually be realistic in the end. Yeah, and these are the things that they're working on right now. They're just about done with them. So, like, how, what's life going to look like in the next five to ten years? Yeah, with this stuff, I don't know. You've seen. Speaking of which, uh, of Silicon Valley and all that, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is uh, planning to change the name of Facebook next week. What? Have you seen that talk? 
Yeah, no. the Facebook is changing its name to Liar, and their fo- <laughs> and their focus of the company from being a social media network to uh, metaverse. They're they're trying to change the. Have you read about much about the metaverse? Supposedly, it's no the metaverse. Yeah, I can't it's the believe. internet on steroids. It's supposed to be oh unbelievable, and this is what Mark Zuckerberg is all focused on now. Uh, let's look that up and talk about that yeah. when we come back. Just right. a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. When the warranty on your car runs out, what's your backup plan? Something goes wrong. You have to get repairs. Are you just like hoping that you're going to have money in the bank? If you have Car Shield, you're not in for an expensive trip to the mechanic shop. When that day comes, and it will come, car repairs uh, are just, they, they can be bankrupting. They really can. And usually you'll look at something that is really expensive and you're like, car's not even worth that. I, I'll just get a new car. Uh, well, have you looked at the price of new cars? Fords are up 35%. That's insane. So what are you going to do? Please. If you're out of warranty, please get Car Shield. I have Car Shield on my old trucks, and they have saved me a buttload of money. Visit carshield.com/beck and save ten percent. Carshield.com/beck. A deductible may apply. Glenn Beck Program, Stuber Gear, Steven Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn. You know, the, uh, the girl that we highlighted on uh, Wednesday night special, the one we just played, Asthma, uh, she was, she escaped from Iraq and, uh, or sorry, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And is here now in the United States. The Taliban uh, destroyed. There's part two to this story once it's finished. Um, uh, But the rest of her family, we got out as well. Uh, She had to leave them behind. But we have the rest of the family out. But their lives were destroyed. He had to burn. The father had to burn their own house down. Because there was so much evidence in it that they worked with the Americans uh, and they were hunted and uh, she never thought they'd see them again. And the Nazarene fund got them out, but her dad saved for her college education. And she went for, I think one year of uh, education uh, to college. And now she, you know, she's here, doesn't have a job. Her dad is here. They, they're starting from scratch. We'd like to help her with her education um, and if you would like to do that, uh, I'll tell you, it makes the world of difference. Uh, Mercury one.org. You can, uh, just go there. Asthma scholarship fund, Mercury one.org. If there is, uh, any way you want to help out on that, please do that now. Mercury one.org. Okay. So metaverse, I'm sorry. I was thrown by metaverse because I think of that as ready player one and not mm-hmm. reality yet. So as Pat brought up the metaverse that they are changing the uh, name, apparently changing the name of Facebook uh, to reflect the metaverse, which they say they will be all about in five years. 
Uh, I don't believe they're going to change the name of Facebook. They're going to make that a product. And then Facebook with Zuckerberg, what's now known as Facebook, all of the infrastructure, they'll do what Google did with with Alphabet. Yeah. They'll leave the Google and then they'll just jump up into a bigger company. Umbrella. Umbrella company. Yeah. Um, And the metaverse is uh, your experience online. You will be an avatar. If you haven't seen Ready Player One, that's what's coming our way. And it's like an escape from reality. Yeah. And you just so your avatar, you live through your avatar mm-hmm. in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to be addicted to that. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, it is the important part of Ready Player One is the part that nobody ever talks about. Uh, do you see how they're living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're living in absolute abject poverty and squalor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what will distract people from wh- how we work, what we're doing. And not only that, yeah. the point, big point in Ready Player One is how disconnected everyone was. They were so like, in, you know, involved with their online activity because it was just so great. And we were so happy in this, you know, virtual mm-hmm. world. But everyone's personal relationships were completely gone. Mm hmm. And you, we talk about, we've talked about a lot about the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab and, you know, you'll own nothing. But don't worry about it, guys, because you'll be happy. happy. Well, how? Because mm-hmm. Bra- yep. Brave New World's, uh, you know, solution was that was heavy, heavy medication, medicating mm-hmm. the populace into, you mm-hmm. know, being happy and forgetting. But this is the other side. This is, you'll be happy because you'll be stuck in this virtual world. So no matter that the world's falling apart mm-hmm. around you and you're being, you know, ruled over by this giant oligarchy, you, you don't care. Own you don't care because I you think can I'd just rather escape. have the drugs. I think I'd rather have you the drugs. The drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have the drugs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, you know, also in Ready Player One, you notice that the corporations control your finances. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're working to pay off your debts. And that's exactly what the Biden administration is mm-hmm. working towards right now. Mm-hmm. That's why, well, no matter what they tell you about that $600 or $10,000. Uh, you know, to track down, you know, evil rich people. First of all, it's $10,000 over a year. I mean, that's stuff going into your account and out of your account. Who doesn't, it, who, who doesn't, who doesn't do make more than $10,000 a year? Correct. And if you're making $10,000 a year or less, you are, you're most likely going to a cash check kind yeah, of place. You might not even have a bank account. Yeah. And so, I mean, so every, it affects everybody, everybody, everybody. And that, it that's is, middle America. who yeah, they're targeting right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really not about the IRS. It's about control. It's about total control of how you spend your money. And think about the other ramifications for this. This is a backdoor way in for making private lists that they can like put you on. Like how oh, many yeah. people buy firearms and mm-hmm. listen to the program? Like I oh, probably yeah. buy about 10 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little addicted. Yeah, you buy but bullets. You're on a list. You're on a list. You're on a list. I mean, Jeez. it's it's incredible what's what's happening uh, and people aren't really paying attention to it. But, you know, what's weird is, you know, the metaverse and everything that's happening now. Pat, we, we've been talking about these things for 30 Long years, time. Yeah. 30 years. And now to be living it is different than I thought. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I've gone through a really hard uh, time of, you know, I've, I've been saying, you're not going to recognize your country. You're not going to, but now that it's actually Mm -hmm. here and I'm watching it, it's, 
so overwhelming. I can't imagine yeah. what it's like for people who haven't mentally prepared for this. Yeah, because it's just everything happening is not America. Right. And you're just reminded of that every single day. In addition to the the bank accounts that is so unconstitutional and following everybody's transactions uh, during the course of the year. You know, you also have simultaneously going on. We had another story of the civil asset forfeiture again this week where uh, a, a couple of Vietnamese uh, refugees who've been here now for like 40 years, but they came from Vietnam, built a business, saved since the 1980s, $141,000. Oh and gosh. they were going, they were driving to buy some land. I think it was in Colorado. And they were going to buy a bunch of acres of land from somebody in Colorado. They get pulled over. They weren't even speeding. Why were they pulled over? Uh, they don't know. They don't know. And the and the police haven't haven't said. Uh, it, it was How two in the morning. Possible? So maybe they were suspicious because it was two in the morning. But, oh, I know. That never happens in America. Right. People driving across country at two in the morning. Right. What? <laughs> so they get pulled Jeez. over and the cops get them out of the car and start asking them where they're going and why and all of these kinds of things and start talking about uh, money. And they say, well, yeah, we have a we have a lot of cash, which was a huge mistake. We, we have a lot of money because we're going to, you know, buy some land right now. And then things got really weird. Then they called in extra cops and they wound up taking $141,500 from them. $141,500, confiscated it, took them uh, to the police station and interviewed them for three hours and then let them go, didn't charge them with a thing. And but the, kept money. the money. Kept the money. Oh, kept my the gosh. Money. That happens over and over. You can't believe how many times that happens. It's commonplace now in in america so i have to tell you um i have to tell you i i you know if you go to the bank and try to take your money physically out of the bank you are going to be tracked and they're going to know it because it all the banks Absolutely, don't yeah. have money anymore Did, and i don't know when this changed but in the last i don't know 10 years where the money does not reside in the vault so if you're a bank robber you're the dumbest person in the world because they usually will only have like maybe five grand maybe um, and every night the mm. federal reserve comes and picks up the money and puts it in their vaults. And then you have to ask. So the bank says you call up and say, Hey, I want $20,000. They don't have it. They don't have it. It has to come from the federal reserve. And so that's interesting. Yeah. So it comes and oh. it is marked as your money. It comes in a big plastic bag, all sealed up. And here it is. But you're tracked. Now, if you are stopped with that money, what paperwork do I need from the bank to prove that this is mine? Mm -hmm. So what happened, what Pat just said happened, doesn't happen to me, doesn't happen to you. And, and you shouldn't have to worry about that because it's no. not illegal to carry cash with you. It is the Fourth Amendment. Again, we are breaking the yeah. Fourth Amendment like crazy. If they don't have, why did they stop this couple? And if you have reason to search their car, then okay. But it, yeah. it is, it's making people want to not be honest with the cops, which is the wrong signal to send. But I would never tell cops about large amounts of cash. I wouldn't I tell have, anybody about would large. not yeah. tell them. So, uh, you know, you're, you're there. If they don't have a probable cause, they cannot search it. Supposedly. Supposedly, but they, they do. do. 
It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment right. And you need to know that. You need to say mm-hmm. when they say we're going to search your car, what's probable cause here? Well, we don't. We, we just uh, what's probable cause? What are you looking for? You look suspicious. W- Why? Okay. Based on what? Based on what? And what do you think you're going to find in the car? We're going to find marijuana cigarettes. Okay. They search the car. They find a bag of money, but not any anything to do with marijuana cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It's my understanding, according to the Fourth Amendment, you can't take it. Oh right. Oh it's, yeah. You you're looking take that. for this specific thing. You're not. You there is no general warrant that can be issued, and you really need to know this. In ninety percent of the cases, the the people whose money has been stolen from them by law enforcement uh, are never charged with anything. No, they just go away. They're not charged at all. And they don't get their money back usually. Yeah, that's true. So how long ago did this happen to this Vietnamese Uh, This was last week. Have you talked to them? I have not. Would you give me that Uh, story? So we'll see if we can get them on. Yeah. I mean, this is is happening a lot. It is. It's even happening in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's got to stop. Something like $2 billion a year is uh, confiscated by law enforcement every year in America. It's the RICO Act. It's that's crazy. what that's what happened. The RICO Act was being able to go take somebody's boat and, you know, their car. Right. If they were Who's a, drug a drug dealer criminal. Right. Guilty by association, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. now now when you have a large sum of cash, who carries that? Nobody carries that. Nobody does that. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. There must be something suspicious. A lot of you times can't they use, do that. They use drug dogs as an excuse. Well, they hit on the cash. The dr- The drug dog hit on it. Well, if you have $140,000 in $100 bills, unless they're brand new from the Treasury, there's, there's got to be resi- residue <laughs> yeah, of somebody yes. who snorted Coke through one of them. <laughs> Jeez. How does the Fourth Amendment also apply to the $10,000 bank account? It does. It does. It should. Yeah, it should. They're searching through all your finances yeah. if you have 10000 This is the thing yeah. that actually, this is what got us to send the Declaration of Independence. There were all kinds of usurpations, but it was what we now know as the Fourth Amendment that said enough mm-hmm. because the king could do a general warrant. And so he could say, you know, that Glenn Beck guy, he's sure talking up a, a mountain of stuff. Just go through all of his stuff, find something. And so they could go through everything and they could go through all my papers, all the stuff at my house. They could they could do anything they wanted under a general warrant. And so when we won, that what became the Fourth Amendment. You have to have a specific warrant. What is it you think they've done? Where specifically in the house do you think it is? And no matter what you find, if that's not part of the warrant, tough luck. You can't do it. So when the IRS says, we're just watching people, you cannot do it because of the Fourth Amendment. And we all need to know the Bill of Rights because it is the Bill of it is the it is the destruction of the Bill of Rights that is the core to all of our problems. It's when Joe Biden, like he did last night, say freedom. I love these people who are saying freedom. <laughs> wow, that's coming from the president of the United States. Yeah, freedom, yeah, freedom. And it's the Bill of Rights. Back in a minute. Okay, I want to to uh, 
I want you to think back on the last time you had to get a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Did you know who you were getting or did you just kind of like hear it from somebody and they were like, yeah, they were pretty good. I mean, they had mustard on their tie the whole time, but they were pretty good. Okay. Do you even know how to what questions to ask a realtor who wants to sell your house? Do you even know that? I didn't. My brother didn't either. We started uh, realestateagentsitrust.com out of frustration in our own lives. And now it's a free service to you. We got together with the uh, 500 best real estate agents uh, in America, according to the, Washington, uh, the um, Wall Street Journal. And we asked them all kinds of questions. How do we know? How do you know what a good real estate agent is? What are the traits that you need? What are you looking for? Uh, and they told us. And so we put it together in a system. And that's how we find real estate agents. And they don't work for us. They're just we have gone out and we've scoured and looked for those that have the best practices. That's who we'll turn you on to. Now, you have to do your own homework and, and interview them yourself. But I think you're going to like what you see. It's a free service to you. If you're looking to buy or sell a house or both, contact realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello and uh, welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. Uh, the Alex Baldwin story uh, shan't be missed uh, by this program. Mm. Uh, he apparently killed a cinematographer uh, and wounded another on the set of some Western he's shooting. Uh, and he was using a prop gun. Somehow or another, a live round got into it. And as he's shooting, he he shoots the cinematographer. Could have been pointed the camera, pointing the gun at the camera. I'm guessing. That's no, if you would have pointed happening. into the camera, it would have gone in the lens and it would have stopped in the camera. So mm. he's now mm. that doesn't mean that he was pointing at the counter at camera. The camera may have been in front of him, and he points just off to the side yeah. where the cinematographer probably would have been. Yeah. Or what a weird thing, though. How he did, just wanted yeah. to kill the cinematographer. I'm just saying. It's saying. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't Seriously. know. Seriously. That's horrible. Over, 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 over and over again, too. I mean, it's not common, but yeah. it has happened before. Bruce Lee's son. Several times. Too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why, I mean, if you have NRA training, you don't ever, even a fake gun, ever point it to somebody. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think if I was on a movie set, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable having somebody on the other end of the gun, even if it was the cinematographer saying, I want you to point right here. Yeah. Please move and mark the spot. Yeah. That's what you learn, yeah. you know, when you're not on an anti-gun rant. People that know guns know that. Yeah, you don't ever, even a toy gun, you don't ever Sorry. point Sorry. at something unless you intend on killing it, ever. Mm -hmm. uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Alec Baldwin. It's a sad this story. It's the Glenn Beck Program.